before we get too far into this podcast, I want to thank the folks at Race Tech. Always on board with us, the guys at Race Tech. Tell them you listen to Pulp. They'll give, save you some money as well. Get some motor work done. Get suspension work done. For God's sake, people, get your suspension oil changed if you haven't done it. Get some new oil, seals, and bushings. Your bike will thank you. It'll work so much better. And the best part is, is you can save on that service by telling them you listen to Pulp. Or you can find a Race Tech service center in your area. They're all across America. Racetech.com. They've been on board with the sport since the early 80s, and they're still doing stuff. For a lot of top privateers, privateer proven, Racetech.com. Thank you to those guys. Thank you to the folks at All Balls Racing. Uh, please check them out for a large selection of, of our other power sports maintenance and repair parts at allballsracing.com. Whether it's Vertex Pistons, whether it's Pivot Works, whether it's Hot Cams, All Balls Racing customer service team is available to assist with part or fitment questions. Give them a call, 555-402-8000. All Balls Racing, they're all in, so you can go all out. Thank you to those guys for coming on board. All right, let's talk some Southwick and more, shall we? A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. This is going to talk about Southwick and more. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing. They just came out with the uh, limited LE mesh stuff this weekend. It was very bright. You saw it on uh, guys like uh, uh, Styles Robertson and RJ Hampshire, Max Anstey, uh, Joey Savacci, and more. So please check that out. It's probably... Man, it's going to be close to being sold out, but check out motorsport.com. Check out your local dealer. The guys at Fly Racing released the LE Mesh. It's my favorite line of gear. Uh, it absolutely works great. It's vented, lightweight, flexes in all the right spots, uh, and also the Formula Helmet. Formula Helmet's amazing. Uh, please check out flyracing.com for more information. The Conehead EPS, the Rion technology, it's lightweight, it's quiet, it's super safe, fits well. It is an amazing helmet, so please check it out, motorsport.com or your local dealer. You'll be stoked with everything that Fly Racing has got to offer you. And uh, and remember, head to toe, Fly Racing's got you covered. Thank you to those guys. Thank you as well to Max's Tires. Uh, Bryson Gardner uh, riding for the Maxxis SGB Honda team and had a wicked crash up there, by the way. Nothing due to his Maxxis tires. MXSTs used by Jeremy uh, McGrath as well. Uh, perhaps you heard of him. Pretty good rider. Kay Clayson, A-Ray, putting the MXSTs into main events this year in Supercross. Great mountain bike tires as well. Uh, I love the Minions. Uh, the Asiago, I think you call it, is pretty good as well. Uh, Maxxis.com for more information. Light truck tires, trailer tires, and more. Renthal, the most trusted brand in the paddock today. Uh, way back uh, 1969, they've been making handlebars, sprockets, chains, grips, and more. They have, a qual- they have a session to detail and quality through their commitment to produce the finest products on the market today. 
With a history full of innovations in engineering and legendary component reliability, Renthal is universally regarded as the most trusted brand in the pro paddock and the first choice to the world's premier athletes and teams. When you look at Honda, you look at uh, uh, Kawasaki, you look at KTM, some of the greatest OEM factories out there, and they're using Renthal. Thank you to Renthal.com. Motorsport.com, Kobo Links, we'll talk to you about later. But uh, let's dive into it, shall we, and Southwick and everything else. First up on the line, he, uh, he called the action with uh, Ricky Carmichael alongside him this weekend at the Wick. It's Jason Wygant. What's up, Weege? Yeah. Some of us are dedicated and go to the races, um, you know, to bring the fans what they need to know, the inside scoop. Some do not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to name names, mm-hmm. but uh, some people do go to the races. All right. Fair enough. Uh, also on the line, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. This gentleman... Not dedicated either to go to the races, but uh, he's on the line. It's JT. What's up, JT? Well, I was not contracted to go this weekend. I would have loved to. Uh, and I will be at the rest of the events throughout the year, which you will not. So there's that. Uh, I, listen, I'm not the one getting on people for not going to races. That's that's Weech. So maybe, you know, hit up him. Dude, J- I think JT's allergic to travel. He hardly ever goes anywhere. Hardly ever goes to races. Hardly ever does anything. Yeah. Definitely uh, que- I'm questionable. My uh, motivation levels are questionable this year. That's for, it, that's for sure. It, 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 yes. Yeah, I, would, I need to see more ambition, JT. Which one of you two uh, assholes want to apologize first to the fans for no Redbud review? Which one? The floor is open. Either one of you, Jasons, can can begin. Uh, let, let's. Uh, you have a thing called Blame Pie on your pulp show? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, the Blame Pie is 100% on you because you had a – a Sunday pulp show. You had a Sunday pulp show. So okay. don't turn the camera on on this FaceTime and look at me. But, don't look at me. But but we've many times done them Monday Mondays, many, many times. So I asked, you know, hey, I got a pulp show. Let's do it tomorrow. And that was agreed on. And then it Monday. changed everything, man. Monday changed co- everything. Monday comes. Everything changed. July 4th comes. I send out a text all right, let's do this. And I get an emoji of beers from you, Weege. And then JT loves that image. And then nothing happens. We would have been fine if we just stuck to Sunday. But you had to change your pulp show. Yep. It's butterfly and, uh, effect. It's it butterfly ruined, effect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everything cascaded from there. Oh, yep. okay. All you right. Cannot, so- you cannot pretend to understand or predict what will happen when you change the most basic dynamic. When you upset the apple cart there, anything is on the table. Anything. But but we've done them on Mondays many times. We don't always do them on but Sundays. But that, that was a holiday on Monday, so that changed yet another variable. You're, you're trying to approach this as if everything was normal, but your action made everything not normal. I understand it was July 4th, and it is a holiday, but in the morning of July 4th, things should be still relatively calm. And well, steady. Well, I feel like this this stems from you being Canadian and not really enjoying this holiday. And also, Pookie hates Fourth of July, so your approach to our thinking of Fourth of July may be different. I don't also, know. the time zones. Yeah, the morning. I wasn't doing anything crazy in the morning, but by about one p.m., uh, I took my kid riding, and then uh, things started spiraling from there. So from about <laughs> nine to one, from nine to one. My yeah, time. I was a whole business, and I was available. But yeah. by the time I got hit up, it was 1 p.m. on uh, July 4th, Monday. Yeah. And uh, I, I did my best Big Rick impression. So watched my kid ride while I stood in the side of a field and drank some beers. That was July 4th, everybody. Ridiculous. Yeah, you guys just don't want Many it. Many greats. I, I, does uh, Big Tim Ferry took a page out of his book, oh. Big Rick, you name it. <laughs> it should be noted that I did do the Polk Mac show on Sunday night. 
also. There you go. See, we were available, Steve. We were available Sunday. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. I asked to put it on Monday, and then by Tuesday, by four o'clock Eastern, we just like let's do the pod. Thank you. Four o'clock Eastern. He's ready. Tuesday. Wait. What? Wait. What did you guys do? You said nothing. I was just like, "Hey, are we going to do this pod?" JT like, said, and JT said, "We're it's over or something." Or, or I was already ready for Southwick. Yeah, he was, was already, was he was moving. Yeah, yeah. he was moving on. So I'm, I'm just trying to tell the fans here, like I'm, I'm ready, I'm willing, I'm able, and my two cohorts are not. Other than you changing the entire structure of this show, <laughs> yes, you were ready. <laughs> we probably do it on Mondays, forty percent of the time. What? Yes. Oh my God! You can't be serious. Or you're the worst. You're you're as good at math as Biden is. You you, you, you don't you don't agree? Forty percent? Yeah. No. Weege, forty percent? Uh, I'll say twenty. Yeah, twenty at the most. Like forty percent? Are you crazy? Yeah. No. You would you would lose your mind if we did it forty percent of the time on Monday. You hate doing it on Monday. I do, but you guys always make me do it. Oh my God! Oh, God. oh my God! <laughs> All right, I'm going to take Paige, JT's book. We're moving on to Southwick, everybody. All right. Uh, so, yeah, Red. It was a great weekend. Red Bud Review. Does, I, does anybody know when the last time we didn't do a review after the race? Had to been a, had to been a, well, a few years. It's but, been a while, but I'm, also, I'm almost positive you blamed us then, too. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I stood ready. Everything. Uh, Red Bud uh, was, uh, yeah, Tomac rode amazing. Sexton did what he could do, had to do. Barsha third, uh, which you know looked great on paper ben, for third. Bars, yeah, eight three for third, like impressive. Jumping the leak with with yeah, jumping the leap with bars that were not were not great. And then uh, two fifty class Jets motor blew up, which uh, sucks, and that would really affect them for the rest of the series, as you could tell, as he struggled to get back the red plate. You know, <laughs> after that. <laughs> really so, derailed the momentum. Yeah, really, yeah. really, really derailed him, and he had a lot of work to do. But Joe Schmoda, I mean, that's worthy. Joe Schmoda, man, uh, that was great. I mean, look, Hunter was telling people like his motor was kind of letting go, so maybe the Schmoda passing Hunter and dropping him isn't you know as as uh, as legit on paper or legit. I mean, in real life, as it is on paper. But Joe Schmoda won his first national. That that's pretty awesome. And again, I point out Cameron McAdoo and Joe Schmoda both had to try out for their pro circuit rides, and they've given Mitch Payton the most success in the last couple of years, right? And and that goes to show you. So you just never know. All right, anything else? Yeah, about- impressive by Shimoda. Yeah. And, and by the way, he's st- he was right with them. Right. You know, at the beginning of that moto, he was he was staying with the Lawrence he, brothers. I don't. Yeah. We yeah. don't want to at all say he didn't earn it. He was no. running awesome. Yeah, yeah. The Lawrence brothers were yeah. doing what they were doing the last few weeks and crushing everybody, except there was a third guy able to stay with them. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought in transitioning to Southwick, I thought Joe really backed that up this mm-hmm. weekend. Okay, he didn't beat Jet, obviously. But if you're wondering like was that a one-off thing? Was it just like kind of like should we expect the same like it was for me it was confirmation that like he's yeah. for real. Yeah. And also like I don't know if Japanese riders are traditionally good in the sand, but this kid was, you know. That's I, what I mean. Yeah. Like it wasn't it wasn't a track where you'd be like, "Oh yeah, this is going right. to be a good Joe track." And he was I mean, he was catching Jet. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Styles Robertson, third overall, first outdoor podium. Uh, we had him on Pulp Show. He was – I never really talked to him before, but he was a great interview. Talked about his pelvis injury 
and, you know, talked about how he really wants to stay healthy. Like he's like, at the end, when if you're gone, everybody forgets about you. I want to keep staying healthy and be there at the end. And, you know, and, and he, he realizes that he hasn't finished a series yet. And so, yeah, and he, and he did good this weekend as well. Got into it a little bit with Hunter Lawrence, which we'll talk about. But Styles Robertson was impressive. He, he said we will find out October 1st what he is doing next year. So that's where he went oh, with that. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, he's going to star racing, as we all know. But, uh, yeah, good job for him. <laughs> Weege, Weege drops the uh, lots of rumors floating around. That's all we got. We just I know. Got I know that's all you can do. It just that's makes, me, got, it makes yeah. me laugh. Yeah. You know what, though? I think sometimes, I mean, dude, we talked about it with Tomac last year. No prop. So who knows? We probably could just say it. I, I say yeah. it all the time. I don't ever stray, stray I think away. we could just say it. Like yeah. for me, my, yeah. my, in my pulp shows and stuff. I, I, yeah, this is what interests fans. This is what fans care about. And if we know what's happening... You know, like we know, uh, uh, then yeah, you say it, yeah. But you're you're representing your own brand. Like yes. for Weege to go on national television is a different. It's a different dynamic to do it, in my opinion. I feel like when we have done it, when we know the guy's signed and it is a hundred percent going to happen, and we've said it, I feel like they're disappointed, but they don't really, they don't really have a leg to stand on. It, it's just well, so I we just probably could say it, yeah. I just more worry about like Yamaha going to Mav TV or Flow or NBC or whoever and complaining like you're dropping info that we haven't put out there or whatever. Yeah. Like Steve, Steve would be like DGAF if someone complained, you know, like it's just it, to me, it's a little bit different. Maybe that's just my own personal opinion. But how do they handle it? Like in NASCAR, they talk about it. They know these drivers they are do. going. They, they, they know do. they don't see agreements like. The dudes do not see a contract, I guarantee you, but they know that this driver is signed with this team for no, next I know, year. In our sport. Yeah. Yeah, our sport's different. Like, yeah. look at MotoGP. They announced new deals before the season's halfway over. Yeah. Like, they, they're they like, you know, lame duck rider on a team for months. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I just – let's try to be, like, real sports here, in, in my opinion, anyways. But, uh, all right, uh, JT, fly racing gear. I didn't – I liked it better on the, the LE stuff. It ain't for everybody, that's for sure. But it definitely looked better on the bikes – than it did just sort of on the by itself, like as a static image. Uh, mm-hmm. Stood out a lot. A lot of fly racing uh, standing out there at Southwick. So uh, that stuff's got to be almost sold out already, right? I don't know how you guys do this. Uh, stuff, yeah, but. I would I would guess it'll be pretty scarce by the end of this coming week. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to give you some insight and people that are actually interested, we are really trying to get a little bit, step out a little bit more. It takes some more risk. Um we are definitely we have all these lines and colors and brands, but it's it's kind of in this narrow range of like red, blue, black, white. Yeah, you guys are you conservative know? for sure. We are. And we're trying to break out of that because we have the ability, like we have enough we have enough, enough different lines, we have the ability to take some some more chances. Uh so moving forward, I think you're gonna see brighter stuff like that being thrown into the line, especially LE where we're just trying to take some risks. I, I personally believe that's what we need a little bit more of. Um, we, we don't want to change who we are, but we also want to appeal to people that maybe we aren't yeah. appealing to right now. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Looked, uh, looked pretty good on the bikes. I thought, like I said, so please check it out. Uh, local dealer, motorsport.com as well. All right. Tomac. That was a performance. Redbud was a performance. That this was a, maybe a better performance, and he's won five motos in a row, and the points lead is three, and he is the beast mode right now has been activated. Weege, and he's going to Millville. Uh, he hadn't won at Southwick for three times, the last three times, which I find surprising. 
but he hadn't won there for three races in a row, which is weird because I can think of so many crazy-ass fast motos for Eli Tomac at Southwick. But uh, he got it done this weekend, and the train is uh, rolling on the track, Swege. Uh Yeah, the point seat is actually only one. Oh, I thought um, it was three. I'm Sexton. sorry. All right, yeah, because yeah, Sexton made late um, right. another pass late there. To, it was going to be three, and then he passed uh, Plessinger pretty late. Um, yeah, if you had told me that um, Tomac had won five in a row at Southwick, I would have been like, yep, sounds about right. Um, but no, apparently he's only won three times. And I think uh, Marvin Muscan. At Southwick is probably underrated. I think Marv yep, yep. stole a couple overalls from him. You know, just whatever. You know, yeah. we had that one time where Marv went flying into like the VIP area. You remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> and last year, Tomac went eight one. JT, we were watching it. It was a super weird first moto, and then crushed him the second moto. Um, yep. So yep. Um, yeah. Uh, so. so he's yes, he's been good on balance, but sometimes the overalls are just a crash or a bad moto uh, throws it off. But um, I felt like coming into this one, I know it's easy to have the narrative of oh he's coming after Sexton, and this is momentum, and this is confidence, and Sexton has to, you know, return fire after Redbud. I, I feel like, look, at Southwick, Sexton is not going to be Tomac at Southwick if Tomac has a normal day. And uh, I think even Sexton knows that. I mean, he's gone on your show and said, like, sand is not his specialty. He's getting better, right? Um, so I honestly think it's like, yeah, this was just almost like a home game for Tomac, and you just know he's probably going to win it, and all you can do is minimize the damage. And uh, I feel that's all any of these guys could do. And the other amazing thing about Tomac is we've been told one bazillion times that starts, 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 starts. I mean, Tomac has traditionally not been a good starter. Uh, you know what actually is a real um, difference? Uh, riding better than the other guys. That really, that, that's my analysis. Because he was an eighth and he won the moto. No problem. Yeah. So sometimes just being a better rider uh, and and being stronger at the end of the motos and not getting tired that helps. Yeah, he. Uh, it's my analysis. Yeah, no, it, that that charge in the first moto was something else, JT. Like, yeah, just these are the best riders in the world, right? Most yep. some of them, and yeah, I'll just I'll just see you guys later. I gotta go. I mean, this has really been the the trend for him, though. You know, he has. You know, he's gone what four, three, two, one, one. One? Yeah. And let's not forget, he should have won the overall at Colorado. Yep. That was just weirdo math when Sexton tipped over. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, the writing's on the wall for him and what's happening here. He's clearly moved to the head of the field here. And Sexton has been doing a great job, in my opinion, of kind of riding out this, you know, fury. And I thought Lars did a great job on TV of kind of explaining their side, which I would be the same. I got, I think that's the smart approach is like, Hey, when Eli's on, we have to minimize the impact. We need to go. If, if Eli's having his best day, we need to be two, two and we need to lose six points. And I think there's a shot. I, I mean, Eli's clearly the favorite in my opinion, with the way things are trending, I, it's hard to argue against that. But if chase can withstand this onslaught that Eli is bringing the very end of the series, looks better for him. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be enough, but say he could trade off a few wins here and there moving forward, right? Because we know Southwick, Milbo's going to be tough as well. It's another great track for Eli. We've seen some of the most incredible rides from Eli ever there. But when you get past and you start looking down the stretch, Buds, I think, is pretty even. Like, I don't think it's, uh, you know, I'm not, not going to just hand it to anybody. But the last two, 
you get to Iron Man and you're like, okay, well, that's a home track for Chase. Not saying that he's going to win, but at least he's got a, a shot. And then you go back to Fox Raceway, you know, assuming we end up there. And that's been Chase's best track by far, what right? Assuming we end up there. I don't know. I just keep hearing rumors that maybe they're going to move the last race or I don't no, know. No, I think those are done. Yeah. They're, those are dead. Those are okay. Dead. Yeah. So let's say we're going to Fox race with the last one. Chase knows that's his best race, right? So if he can withstand this and I don't know that he can, but you've got to be clinging on to whatever strategy you can build. Say you go in there, even if you lose the red plate over the next few weeks, you go in there five down, 10 down, you've got a shot because we have seen time after time, how good he is there. And, Maybe that won't be enough, but I, I'm just trying to build some sort of scenario here for Sexton fans and for his team where he can ride this thing out and look towards some sort of end result that works out. Because if you wanted to be pessimistic, you'd be like, we're screwed. Like nobody's beating this dude the rest of the way. I, I just don't think there's a lot of upside in that. So um, that that final round, it could be uh, could be all time drama if he can hang in there. Well, you're looking for, you know, after, as good as Eli is, he's still not in the points lead. And you just need a mistake. And, and well, you yeah, do, yeah, and, you do. And, but you look know. at the trend. Yeah, like the trend is just unbelievable, yeah. to the point where it almost feels like Eli's. He doesn't even have the right play, like you're saying. But he's taking control of this thing, and I don't know how you flip that script back. Where we're in the meat of Eli's good tracks right now. You know, Milvo's going to be good for him. Washugo, I don't know. Maybe Chase could do something about it. Washugo, Unadilla. We've seen Eli win by thirty seconds before. Um, it's just a, it's a really big ask, right? And, and it should be a big ask. If you want to be oh. 450 Lucas Oil Promotocross champion against Eli Tomac, who's one of the winningest riders ever, it should be a huge ask of him. So he's going to have to earn it. That's all there is to it. Well, win or lose, Weege, Sexton is uh, like, like you know, he's like limited the damage, like you guys have been saying the last few weeks. You know, he hasn't, he worked really hard at Redbud to, to get 2 2 this week in the same thing, you know, late in the motos. So, like, win or lose, Sexton's earned like a ton of props for this title, Chase. Like th- this is, this is still really impressive by Chase Sexton. Anyways, JT, yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, right. he has he has absolutely changed the narrative on what we expect from him. Yeah, you know, we we knew he's fast. We knew he could go out there and have a one off day where he yeah, wins the race. Like, but uh, I, I think oh. he, even in his post race comments after Red. Oh, hey, Weech, what's up? Oh, nothing. You just interrupted JT because you were gone. But hey, what's up? Yeah, I believe that was a delayed response. Oh, okay. Never All heard right. such a thing. <laughs> I started answering the question, and then JT started talking, and then you well, you were, wasn't talking. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. We yeah. thought we lost you. Yeah, well, you were gone. That's okay. All right. I was not gone. I said uh, after Redbud, his comments made it sound like he can't hang his head because he knows he's improved massively yeah. over where he's ever been outdoors before. So I think you're like on I mute said, when you were saying all this. By yeah, the way, yeah. No, literally, I'm not even joking. My response finally was, it was like a 15-second delay. Hmm. Okay. All right, moving on. Yes. Okay. Yes, I agree. Uh, Sexton. But don't, don't, yeah. to, just to add to that, don't you think moving forward, like, I, for me, when I'm going into Anaheim next year, like, Chase is now a contender for the title. Like, I, he has changed my expectation and perception of him already. Yeah. Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, Aaron Plessinger, just kind of like another seventh in the first moto, just ho-hum, right? Like he qualified really crappy, 
Mm-hmm. And then he runs second in the uh, second moto for a long time, third overall in the day. And kind of like high point without the ankle twist. Um, yeah, I guess there's still something there uh, for AP. We each, there's still, like, there's still some hope, I guess. <laughs> you mean, you mean you were giving up on the guy completely? No, but look, look, I, I just, we were talking about him, I think, on Fly, Fly Moto 60 show. Like, you know, Jake Weimer and, and, and these other guys have come up over the years. I'm trying to. Obviously, guys are escaping me right now. Brett Metcalf, Weimer, these type of guys, they're champions, but they're going up to a class full of other champions, and maybe you know a 5 to 10 range is where they are. There's nothing to be ashamed about that. You're, you know, you're a secondary factory rider who can pull off a podium here and there, which like Weimer and Metcalf and Shorty, maybe he's in the same mix because you know, the class is so deep and so fast. And we were saying there's nothing wrong with that, but that's maybe where AP is. But then you see something like this, or you see High Point, and you're like, wait a minute. Maybe this guy can get in there. I feel like the we haven't seen a ton of it, but last year even, I think you've seen enough evidence of his ceiling being higher than those types of guys. Um, I, I feel like there were races, Supercross and Motocross last year, where you're like, oh, he can go as fast as anyone. And I don't know if we ever said that about Weimer or Metcalf or Shorty. You know, like they were maybe more consistent than AP and certainly less injured. But the idea that like, I don't know, man, AP can run with anybody. I don't think we said that about those guys. So I wasn't giving up on it that quick. I know that's how this industry works. Uh, they, they they accuse us of jumping to conclusions. But my gosh, do sponsors and teams do it? Um, but the best part about this uh, Plessinger thing was I went by the truck at the end of the day. And I'm like, I said, talking to Ian and Roger. And I'm like, let me guess. Didn't change anything. This wasn't a magical <laughs> setting. And, I mean, it was almost just like eye roll. Like, I mean, these guys have been beaten down so bad over the bike, the bike, the bike, the bike, the bike, the settings. And then nothing changes. I mean, you know nothing changed. It was one hour between motos. And magically, he's, what, 30% better? Magically? So, yeah. I know they're getting beat up on the bike, and the riders are probably saying it's the bike. But here's their proof of, like, it's in your head, guys. You can do this. Like, just ride the friggin' thing. And I guess uh, Jay Dungey or Jay Dungey uh, lit him up a little bit and got him going. Yeah. Yeah. That's part I, of it. I saw that. And yeah. um, the fans on Twitter, by the way, very uh, pissed, Weege, that you uh, denied AP's interview at the end of the day. Also, not happy about that. Yeah. Um, they they uh, hit the two-lap card. Um, one, they, they just missed. They did an extra lap in uh, – I think each moto and that ruined everything. And uh, we did actually bring AP up and interviewed him and recorded it. And uh, we'll show it. If you watch the post race show that we put up on Tuesday night, Uh, they interviewed him for the crowd, but literally he didn't make it up to the stage until two minutes after the hour when the race was over. So there you go. Yep. Jason, Jason Wygant screwing over the fans of moto. I was like, Oh my God, we didn't even, we only interviewed one guy, I think in two fifty moto one, something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, we did oh. interview them both and we recorded it, but yeah. we didn't make it. Yeah, didn't. How was Bondo through that? Uh, I'm assuming super pissed, but they don't they don't leak that information to me. They they try to keep us calm. Okay. I think there are screaming curse words going on. They just right. don't put it in our headsets. But I'm sure it was <laughs> super pissed. I can usually yeah. hear some of it, or maybe not all of yeah. it, but yeah, I, I yeah. can just imagine. Right, he gets yeah, and he should be. This is like his baby, but he gets very animated. 
Yeah, yeah. And just to give you an idea, like the show is JT, you've seen these formats. The show is scripted down to the down to the second. And then if they get three laps to go and not two laps to go, you now have two and a half minutes less post race interview. And uh and then you're in big trouble um to try to squeeze it all in. And we Could you imagine? Could you imagine that scenario and then throwing a Marv podium in there? <laughs> well, ironically, his interview that we did do that you didn't see on TV was crazy long. He just kept going on and on. And then we said, we got a new nickname, American Marv. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Ken Roxon, two holes. Steve, whole... oh, Steve oh, I just oh, want to say, like, oh, this is what you always say about the bike, the bike, the settings, the setup. The yeah, setup. I know this is this. I, listen, the, the, I've won this argument. I, I, I've won it for a decade. Oh, okay, you don't I, need more. I, I've had it for a decade. JT and all his guys can run around as riders and talk about setup and uh, yeah, no, it's it's. Listen, the things that the KTM changed about the motorcycle should work really good in the sand. The things they changed on the production motorcycle yes. should really shine in sand. It should be a better outdoor bike, yes. than the old one. Yes, yeah. Uh, seven three for AP though. Good job. Yep, absolutely. Um, you know, seven two for a little for a long time till Sexton got him. Uh, Ken Roxon. Two hole shots, nine laps led, 6-4 on the day. He was sick at Redbud, I guess, uh, this weekend, uh, late in the race. It, yeah, it looked like it affected him. We should you get a chance to figure anything out? Uh, Roxon's situation? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. How many How many, How many? many podcasts? Can we just find a, a classic pod and just clip two minutes of that on yeah. a weirdo Roxon sick day and just play that audio? Yeah, pretty much, that? pretty much, JT, right? Yeah. yeah, this is this is a Kenny Rod. Well, and this is what we worried about, you know. Like he, he showed us a little bit of a kind of a crack in the in the armor at Redbud, I thought, in the second moto. And I was very, uh, I was I was on watch for him at Southwick to see how this went because this has been the narrative, right? This has been a point you've made, Steve, and it's what we all worry about is. As we go on and as the races get harder and hotter and rougher and your body's worn down and the travel's getting to you, can you maintain the level? Can you stay strong at the end of these races and not drop off? And I don't know that he's showing that he can right now. I don't see it, right? Because we know he's fast enough. He's getting the start. He's putting himself in position to win. And if you told me this was 2015, 2016, January of 2017, Ken Roxon. I tell you there's a 99% chance he wins those motos. But this version of Kenny now, you're just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like you're waiting for the fade to set in and and you're getting it more times than not. Yeah. Yeah, probably not a, you know, not a great uh mood for Kenny after the races cuz to not stand on the box and and do yeah. what he did is I mean, is what tough. more to- You're in the sand. He's a great sand rider. He's winning both motos and you end up with six four. You yeah. know, like that's yeah. that's not it. That's no. not it for him. Like he, he's he knows he is capable of more than that. Christian Craig led laps in the first moto. That was cool. Went after Kenny and got him, and then led laps second moto. He definitely seemed to run out of steam a little bit. Uh, he had a podium right there. He just needed to get a couple more guys. He would have been third overall. Uh, and the Christian Craig on the on the MX two bike for Desnations has been thrown around a little bit. Uh, I'm not there, uh, but I mean, I, I wouldn't be mad about it. But I'm not, I'm not totally there. But either way, uh, good ride, Weege, for Christian Craig this weekend, just to lead laps and do what he did. Yeah, I think he needed that because he's been sneaky good, but you know, under under the radar good. You know, if if you're watching the races, he's with those guys a lot more than it appears, and then that really reflects in like the results last week. 
Because when he do like five, six for seventh overall or something terrible, right? Like the math, yeah. like it, it, it wasn't reflecting how close five, he was to those guys. Five, six for eighth or something. Yeah. Something like oh, that. Was it? Right, yeah. yeah. So that was almost like a symbolic of how yeah. he's riding better and closer to the podium and closer to being in that mix of the guys leading yeah. than you realize. So I think it was a boost for him because he did get the podium at the opening round, but that's California track, right? He's from California. So I think he almost needed that for himself to uh, show, yeah, I can run with these guys. A little reminder. Uh, yeah, he didn't get the podium overall, but I have to feel like that was a, a nice boost for him to remind himself even uh, that I can do this. The uh, the MX2 spot for MXDN, uh, we each, uh, my Barsha bandwagon took a hit this weekend. Not going to lie. It's a track. Oh, but it's, my. It's a track he's. Your Barsha. It's a, oh, yes, it's a track. Ahead. It's a track that Barsha's good at. He's won at. Um, all of that. And yeah, just not there this weekend. And yeah, my bandwagon, the wheels are coming off. Barsha bandwagon took a hit, but the Anderson allies have made huge steps. Okay. Because uh, I went in and uh, voiced my opinion to none other than the Roger DeCoster. Mm-hmm. And I said, I know I don't have a vote, but you really need to think about having a 450 guy race at 250. And he said, that's what I want to do. Yeah, that's and on I'm the like, table. Yep, it's on the table yes. for sure. Yep. And I'm like, because uh, he's like, I'll do a little Roger here. Uh, Justin Cooper has not been the same this year. And I'm like, that is true. Yep. Uh, he says, he said, Moseman crashes in more motos than he doesn't. <laughs> that's what Roger said. <laughs> also true. Also Classic true. Roger. Please tell me, Roger. Please tell me he threw out an RJ quote. I need to hear an RJ quote. Uh, I don't think he said anything about RJ, oh, but let's just use the oh. same quote. Let's just use the same quote. Yeah, but I still want, I just want to hear what Raj has to say about RJ. <laughs> okay. yeah. um, so I said, I, I like Anderson. I feel like Anderson, Sexton, and Tomac have been the best three riders this year for seven months. They've been the best three guys. They've won the most races. Yeah. And Anderson's not first or second in 450 points, so he doesn't get the 450 slot. And... Uh, Roger liked that idea, and he said that Mitch is into it. Now, he hasn't talked to anyone from Cowie, right. uh, but Mitch Payton is into it. And uh, Roger said, I have it on the Weed Show video, that you know they haven't had Mitch and Pro Circuit as part of the team in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's, been, that's a, he's been pissed. Yeah. yeah, he's been pissed. Payton has. Yeah, yep. I was surprised to hear Roger say that because I think there was – was, was Mitch like out on donations, like sour on donations, or no, sour on Roger? Mi- no, Ro- oh. Roger. According to Peyton, Roger just yeah, just didn't talk to him. Just just sort of ignored him. Didn't really bring him up in conversations. And Mitch is like, I don't know, man. I don't know what happened, yeah. but I got you know. So I got- now Roger's saying like it really helps the team if you can integrate Pro Circuit somehow because Mitch helps the atmosphere so much for everybody. So that's another vote in Anderson's column. And Anderson. Hit me up on Twitter. I think you were copied in, Steve, so it's almost like communication with you and Anderson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and he said racing at 250 donations would be dope. Let's go. Now, So uh, I'm pushing that. I got a text after that tweet from, from an industry guy that said Anderson really doesn't want to do 250s. Despite, oh, here we go. Despite what he's saying. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. I'm out. But somebody in the pits was like. He, he doesn't have to respond to tweets. Like, I don't know why he'd go out of his way. Yeah, no, I know. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just saying this so, this, this person yeah. that texted me would kind of know. Like, they're they're plugged in. So, that's all. Okay. Um, so, here's what we need yeah. to do on this topic, on this 450-guy racing and 250 topic. Here's what we need to do. Maybe we can set it up at Millville. We need to have a weigh-in. Because yeah. every person I've discussed with this, the weights of Sexton, Barsha, Anderson, and <laughs> Craig. Craig have been thrown around <laughs> so wildly. The weights. Yeah, okay. Um, well, well uh, I think Barsh is the lightest. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But what are we but, talking about here? I don't like know. How much? Like, I, uh, our guy Jimmy Perry 
he said, I would rather do Sexton. He's lighter than Anderson. I'm like, he's lighter? Sex- what? Uh, yeah. Like the, the same Sexton, person. A, a Sexton and, and Anderson and, is the same. Yeah, they're the same guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Denny Stevenson on Twitter said that Anderson's six foot two, so he can't <laughs> ride a 250. And I'm like, what is going on with the height and weight? <laughs> like, I mean, all these guys over there, what, what are we talking well, eight ten pounds for, overall for me like, and Bam. He's he's riding style suits at two fifty. He's ridden so well at the Des Nations. Uh, the bike is capable. Uh, I'm there, but the Southwick was a the Southwick was a hurt to the hurt to the uh, the bandwagon the Barsha bandwagon. So I, I'm yeah, I can't sit yeah. there because I thought that third overall, and I thought Barsha's slowly been getting better. He's talked about COVID. He's talked about testing and being behind, and he slowly got better. We just we just got third at Redbud. So you yep. know, to me, I'm like, okay, yeah, we're 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 gutting it. And then this weekend, I'm like, on the couch, being like, this really hurts our bandwagon chances because he didn't really, <laughs> he didn't get great starts and he didn't move up. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he was on fire at any point. Well, this- I'm glad you brought that point up. My main thing on Anderson is, I mean, I'm not saying Barsha and Anderson are they're both good riders. It's not like yeah. a huge difference between the two. My main thing I'm going with is on the 250. There is a good chance you're going to be buried in the pack, and. Anderson has proven, unfortunately for him, way too many times that he can bulldoze his way from a first-turn crash or a bad start or getting knocked down and salvage something from it. I think he's better at that. Barsha does his best work when he gets a whole shot and can defend. Anderson is really good at, um, like he's had to do the last two weeks, coming from 30th to 8th. He makes too many mistakes for me, but I would still take Anderson over Craig. You know, to me. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Craig argument, just because he raced a 250 in Supercross, I don't think that's enough. I don't think that really matters. No, show me some Craig 250 motocross results. Just because he raced a 250 in Supercross, like, what difference does that make? No. But, I'm not yeah. there on that one. That doesn't mean he couldn't do well. I just, yeah. that no. one doesn't, like, add up to me in my head. Or is this a star thing? Like, we just know they have the best bike. Get, a, get one of those guys? Ah, there could be some of that, but. Uh, but if you're if you were gonna go Craig, I would just go Cooper. Go with the two fifty guy already. If you're gonna go that route, like yeah, yeah, yep. Well, I, and again, Craig's fine. He's done good. But I yeah, mean, it's look, not, it's Anderson is just no. It's just Anderson's been. He beats him in the results most weekends. That's all. Really? I think if you're gonna go outlier on the four fifty guy, it has to be like a no brainer type pick. And Craig, to me, I, he's riding incredibly well. But on the two fifty. Going backwards, back down. He never really did that well in the two fifty outdoors. Anyway, I don't know. I think that well, let's get a scale and let's do a weight. Yeah, okay, we can do that. Yeah, we'll bring a scale around. Okay. Yeah. But who cares? Who cares? Like the weight to me is such a non-factor. Like <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I mean, Sexton was amazing on the two fifty, and he's a giant. Yeah, I know. I know. They, I always hear um, they guys are small and light, and they point to how good they are, and then I'm like. uh I was really hoping that Roger, Roger, how tall is how tall is Janet Lawrence? Yeah, it's really shot both motos this weekend. All right, you're breaking up a little bit, Weech. Uh, I was really hoping Roger would throw out something like with RJ, knowing Roger, like he's as unreliable as a Belgian prostitute in the mid seventies or something like, <laughs> like something like that. Pretty reliable. Yeah, like pretty. So, I just would like something like that from Roger. I feel like I feel like that's not you know that that'd be a comment that he would say. <laughs> Uh, Max Anstey, Fly Racing. I mean, ask him. Oh, yeah, I should. Uh, Max Anstey, thank you, Pulp Max Fantasy. Max Anstey, crushing it. Killed it. Uh, had some bike issues at Redbud. Um, he was telling people, I thought, that he could end up on the podium. I, I didn't see that, but a, a sixth, and he, and he was riding pretty damn well in both motos. 
Good showing for Max Anstey, but not a surprise, JT. Like just no. healthy, fit, ready to go, Max Anstey in the sand. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I was, uh, yeah, I was at Wommel a few years ago when he absolutely annihilated everyone. Even crashed, got up, and still annihilated everybody. Yeah. Uh, so his sand skills are undeniable at this point. Uh, I was just more worried about the bike. Yeah. You know, they, they got it sorted out, you know, thanks to Honda and other Honda teams from around the globe that kind of gave them some advice and things to try. Uh, but, yeah, we all know that if Max is healthy and everything's good in sand, he's going to do well. No question. Weege, is are they in for the rest of them? Do we know? No, no just these three. Oh, okay. Yeah, build, build. Yeah. One more. Okay, all right. So that's yeah. it. And then we expect – You need to go visit at Millville. One thing I got to say, your guy Marty, dude, he is grinding. He's changing oil. He's changing clutch plates. What? Like, Marty is – Oh yeah, dude. Marty was. I saw Marty under the bike at high. At, uh, sorry, at. Uh, I've Red seen Line. him under the bike several times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Marty. <laughs> yeah, he. <laughs> Marty. But honestly, I mean, look, the, the work ethic that Marty has. You know, changing plates and oil. Good job. I've always, I was always there for Marty. Always. You. You. Are, you've always been in Marty's corner. Right. Uh, Weege, um, Dunge seventh. Has this been a success? I think uh, so. I think by, I, I think by most standards it should be. I bet you not by his. Yeah. I bet, like this is what we're this is what we've been saying all year. Like if you tell Dunge you're going to be getting sixth seventh, mm-hmm. he's not going to be happy. But he's in the battle. I, I am wondering this. Last two races, especially Moto two, he does fade a little bit. He does. Yeah. And I, I think we all have this assumption that Ryan Dungey is just this gnarly beast of a, like he's doing Ironman triathlon training, even in the five years he was retired. Um, I mean, I think you just have to say, like you'd say for anybody else, he's maybe not at completely perfect race shape, right? which he shouldn't be. Um, but I think it does show a little. Uh, yeah, I think uh, four, though. Fourth in the first moto, good job. But, yeah, second moto, he was kind of like Anderson. I mean, Anderson worked so hard that first moto. God, he came from last to basically eighth. Second moto, it looked like he was on it again. And then if you watch the lap times, JT, Anderson looked like he was like, I'm I'm spent. That was a lot of work yep. in that first moto, you know, which is understandable. So, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen that a few times from right. him this year. Uh, oh. Paula, the first round of the year, second moto, yeah. after he worked so hard, yep. yeah, same kind of thing. And, and and it's understandable for sure. Benny Bloss, ninth overall. That's two two strong races in a row for Benny. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, good yep. job for Benny. Did you go over there, Weege, at all? Go talk to Jericho. Uh, not this week. I was over there, but I didn't see anybody around when I happened to be oh. there. Because he Jericho's Jericho's moving to Charlotte and wants to go to, to wrestling matches with you. Yes, we discussed that in uh, Thunder Valley. Yes, okay. uh, it, it, it's really all he seems concerned with. Uh, at one point, they needed to get ice on Benny's knee. I think when he hurt himself in practice, but Jericho was much more interested in what when SmackDown and Raw were going to be in the Greater Charlotte area than right. helping his rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Sounds about right. Tenth uh, overall for Barsha. Yep. Listen, uh, yeah, our, our MXDN hopes took a hit. Uh, Canning, 11th overall, local dude. We knew he'd be good. Qualified uh, sixth, I think, and uh, was really good. Savachi, t- uh, not very good for him coming off that impressive podium. Moto at Redbud, and he said that Southwick has never been a good place for him on social. And, uh, yeah, you can vouch for that with a 12th overall, right? Uh, 
916 on the day. McElrath, 13th. Troll Train qualified well. Um, no, he didn't actually qualify well, but he was in the mix. <laughs> He was killing at the beginning of that second moto. Yes, he was. Second place for a bit. I believe he was second uh, off the start. Holding off Tomac. Yes. Holding off Tomac. Yeah, holding off Tomac. And uh, fifth uh, after lap one, kind of went backwards from there. He's announced his retirement. JT, the floor is yours here to maybe try to make some amends before he hangs it up. Hang it, hang, <laughs> hang it up. Like, this is your chance. Or are you going to keep – It doesn't it- – it doesn't even deserve a response. Like it really doesn't. It honestly like pisses me off a little bit. Is what it does. This is <laughs> you know, or you can keep burying them for the last six weeks, the last six right. rounds, whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. Sure. Sports not going to be the same though. We. Uh, yeah. Did he move over? Was it for? Did he help Tomac? Was that a Yamaha thing? I think so. Deep down, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Like he could have made a run for the Moto win. Yep. I don't but understand. Like. Redbud and Southwick and Millville obviously are, are, are good tracks. And, uh, I mean, he's had, had a couple flashes. But I, I, you, you tell me Alex Martin starts second at Southwick. I assume he can hold on for a top ten. Well, this all goes back to the, the thing in Supercross where, for some reason, that is like an XL-sized motorcycle, mm-hmm. um, even though it's the exact same size as the 250 physically. Yeah. Uh, so we did interview him for TV about why he made the decision, and he – he pretty much just said, "I wanted to try the 450, and uh, yeah, I think I'm more suited for a 250. I'm only five foot four. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think that's what we're dealing with here. Well, you know, I put out a tweet that there's a PR coming out, and the sport was never going to be the same again. And <laughs> oh my god, yeah. And, and, and <laughs> Davey, Davey calls me. He's like, "Hey, dude, the Feld guys are calling me. Like, what's going on? What <laughs> what's happening?" <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, man, Troll's retiring. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you tell him it was Troll Train? Yeah. <laughs> the Feld the fel guys. Maybe were, that does get the – maybe that was – maybe that's what Feld was concerned with. They're like, wait, wait, wait. We're losing Troll Train from Supercross? It's so the, <laughs> what? the natural question here is when Davey and Feld were like, oh, that's it, that's it. Did you then tell them that they're shitting on Troll's legacy? Because no, no. <laughs> Davy handled it. Davy handled it nicely. Like, oh, okay, all right, cool. Yeah, we we're just all kind of wondering, you know. So, and then probably hung up and was like, "This fucking idiot," to you know, to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> what I normally do. <laughs> yeah. At least they've got six months to arrange that. There goes my hero and open. Do you think? Do they bring him to all seventeen to kind of do like a dreams McGrath thing? Do they ask Carrie Hart what this has to be like for Troll Train? Do do they do they bring him to all seventeen to kind of do a, a lap before the night show? Uh, he could he could do the KJSC actually maybe do that. <laughs> you're you're an asshole. Bring him out to like double the whoops. So they like transfer in the dark to double the whoops. Oh, God, you guys are yeah. Well, I'm glad to see nothing's changed with either one of you. So that's that's good. Yeah, that's great. One of the one of the, the guy rode for Dis Nations. Rode for your country. Rode for another country too. He was awesome. Yeah, I he was great. Say, he was actually great at Majora. He really was great. I do want to say, Troll Train is an inspiration if you tell someone you know he was a privateer for what seven years i don't know yeah he survived 11 10 mods uh, uh, yeah like 
what he was eventually able to, the fact that he had the red plate once in the 250 Nationals and won races, I mean, that is phenomenal. That's uh, all jokes aside. I that's mean, what a comeback. That's why I, I, I like the guy. I just. No one doesn't I'm, like him, Steve. You just paint I'm, us with this brush that's super unfair. Continue on, JT. Bury the what? guy. No. Uh, uh, Colin, Colin Park, 15th overall. Good job, Colin Park. Heartraft. Marchbanks uh, took a pretty big digger, Weege, I guess. Did you check on that after the race? Second moto? Heartraft? No, Marchbanks. Yes. Marchbanks took a big oh, digger. Oh, Marchbanks. No, I did not. Right. No, sorry. Uh, no, I didn't make it over to club at the end of the day. Uh, too busy with the Twisted T guys, hence Heartraft. Oh, yeah. Heartraft. And Marshall Welton, career best, 10th overall at Red Bud. Welcome to the Nationals, 20th overall. I saw him in the first moto getting lapped and looking like he was not enjoying himself. Twisted T. Uh, maybe too many Twisted T's for Marshall. But that's well, just, you got that. I thought you got a mean reversion a little bit on Marchbanks and Welton this weekend. Um, yeah, maybe. Yep, yep. Heartraft was better, though. 13th in the second moto. First moto, it went down, I guess. Tristan Lane was good. Stepek, again, good. Rod Bell, good. Justin Kokinos, a local dude. Good job. You know who told me about Kokinos was JoJo. JoJo was all over Kokinos. He was on my fantasy team. Was he really? Yeah. Uh, all right. You were communicating with JoJo. Yeah, yeah. JoJo called yes. the Pulp Show on Monday night last last Sunday. Sorry. <laughs> JoJo, get ready for Southwick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's great. Uh, so speaking of getting ready for Southwick and that old crew, um, so I'm talking to John Dowd on Friday, and he built uh, some. Like, he pre-built some bumps into that um, one of the famous sections of the track. It's a right-hander kind of uphill, and it gets super nasty and rough. And he put in like four rollers leading into that. Um, just to make it gnarlier. Um, and uh, you've talked to him and Keith Johnson about this, Steve. They love it. They love torturing these guys. Um, they live for it. Hartraft was uh, complaining about these bumps. And he's like, why did they add bumps in a section that already had bumps? And I'm like, John Dow did it. And he'll be more than glad to tell you that he did it. And he's proud that you hate it. They want you to hate it. That's their goal. <laughs> and he's like, but that was stupid. Yeah. And I'm like, they love it. They love it. I uh, uh, Shout out to Del Necky, too. Del Necky, mechanic for Carnell and Supercross, puts it in the motos. Uh, listen, they're local. I'm not, I'm not upset that you guys featured Henry for the Legends thing. I'm not upset about that. Great career, yeah. but yeah. how do you not put John Dowd in that thing? Because uh, those profiles go to the 53 riders that have won national motocross titles. Sorry, John Dowd. Oh, so Dowdy doesn't ride a factory Honda in the weaker class and get screwed out of that. Uh, Henry also won the 250 national championship. Yeah, but come on, come on. <laughs> He's a three-time national champion. He, he was on a cheater bike, yarding okay. dudes out of corners. <laughs> okay, okay. Henry's just me, merely me. Why are you? Henry's this great. Is his legacy. Henry's great, but to me, Dowdy was more gnarly. So he won three titles, <laughs> bro. He's on a. F- you were in the class, right? It doesn't right? matter. You're in the class getting yarded by Doug Henry uh, every start and out of every turn. No, I wasn't. You didn't ride in 98? In 98, he didn't win 125. No, t- talking to the, the, the 250. Oh, when he was on a 400? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he could have beat me on a 300. He would have beat me on whatever. Okay, but 
point but is, like he three time national champion is yeah, I mean, but Dowdy has zero national yeah, but, like but what, yeah, but when you're on a Honda one twenty five, when you're on a Honda one twenty five back then, you know you you're like what? You're, you get thrown. Mickey Diamond, George Holland, Weege knows. Weege agrees with me. Oh my god. We- <laughs> oh my god. Listen, Henry's great. Henry's it's great. Henry. Henry's great. I'm not <laughs> saying he's not great. So it was a CR125 and the 400 four stroke. That's really what it came down to. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So are you going to be are you going to be mad when they do like something on Ricky or Stu and they don't do Wyndham also? No. No, not the same. Okay. I don't understand why, but okay. You're at Southwick. John Dowd won Southwick many, many times with amazing efforts, beating some of the best riders in the premier classes. So, so did Henry. Uh, listen, I, it, 53 guys have won titles. Those 53 Okay, all right, I get it. I didn't know there was actually criteria. Got it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, 250 class, anything else? 450s? Anything else, 450s? No. Nope. All right. Uh, thank you to the folks at uh, uh, Renthal and Maxis, of course, motorsport.com, OEM and aftermarket parts. Love those guys at motorsport.com. Go through the banner on pulpamex.com or pulpamex show. You can go right to uh, uh, the Fly Racing site to get some of that LE stuff. Uh, get yourself a Formula Helmet. Motorsport.com, free shipping on everything over 79 bucks. And, uh, yeah, appreciate those guys. Uh, they're also coming on board with a um, uh, – with a uh, Live show at Washougal. I think we can talk about that. Motorsport guys are on board with that. So we're t- I'm trying to we're gonna do it. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to uh, see if you two guys can find time in your schedule. But who knows? Stop it. Who knows? Uh, co- There's a show at the track that JT and I have to do from 6 to 7 every week. And then Steve just says, yeah, just skip it. <laughs> this is the rationale that we deal with on every this is what we show. deal with he's like i didn't know you can't skip it and i'm like no we have to do it yeah no, we'll no just skip nobody, it then just skip it nobody nobody knew that uh maybe th- john dowd will do it oh that'd be great <laughs> cobra links cobalinks.com uh use code pulpamex to save get free shipping built and designed in boise idaho these are lowering suspension links from everything from aprilia to yamaha gain some confidence and improve, improve your suspension get some better plushness in your motorcycle, if you have a little uh, little, uh, little one or wife or your shorter stature, your wife or girlfriend, want to enjoy their bike, whether it's a TTR, whether it's one of those CRF uh, little bikes, whatever it is, uh, the folks at Cobalinks will make a lowering suspension link for you and help you enjoy riding a little bit better. Pulp MX code to save with those guys. Thank you to them. And as well, Weege, uh, you asked the batteries. Yep, they are committed to the passion of the sport. They embody that. They've been doing it since the late 1970s. And they have a battery for your motorcycle, high performance, high quality, lightweight. So uh, you have the batteries representing the passion and the commitment to the sport for about 40 years now. And more bikes of electric start now than they did 40 years ago. So you really need one. And Onyx Maps, too. Yeah, Onyx Maps, I don't know. At this point, they probably have a million miles of trails, at least at least 600,000. And it's summertime, so you want access to those. And the good thing about Onyx Maps is that people can leave notes. This is for Dirt bikes, mountain bikes, adventure bikes, dual sports, Jeeps, UTVs, you name it. All the stuff that people do in the summertime. So find out where the trails are and find out what the trails are like on xmaps.com or on X Offroad in the App Store. And actually, there's, they run discounts on it uh, all the time. So when you go to their uh, to the website, uh, check for the pop-ups, and you can usually get a discount trial. All right, Southwick uh, Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast, uh, 250 class. Uh, yeah, uh, we saw what happened. 
last week at Redbud, and we knew that Jet would be in a, in a big um, a gr- big hole now to get that red plate back. Well, he qualified fastest. He got both hole shots. He led every lap but one uh, all day long, and he went 1-1. And, yeah, although the chef made a run at him, Joe made a bit of a run at him. Uh, yeah, Jet Lawrence is like, no, JT, uh, I want my red plate back. Thank you. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, obviously he was great, but I I think it's interesting that we're seeing this little pattern with him. And I, you know, we talked about it on the broadcast, and you know, he kind of posed the question that I don't know we have an answer to. But you know, people come up on Jet. They close the gap to him. Joe did it. Kitchen did it, as you mentioned. Um, it has happened other times. And then he kind of like withstands it. And I don't know if he decides to pick the pace up. I don't know if he changes his line. I don't know if, uh, I don't really know what to make of it quite yet, but there's something that goes on. And then he's like, okay, now I've withstood, you know, this, this little spur, you know, splurge of energy that you put in to catch me. And now I'm going to check out. And it's, uh, it's happening enough times to say it's kind of a, a thing. So it's, it's curious to me though. Um, I, I keep, keep expecting him to just kind of disappear into the sunset and he's, he's not like he's letting these guys hang around. But then they can't really do anything with it. He's like, okay, I'll see what you got. And then, yep, that's not enough. I'm out of here. Yeah, it does seem, Weege, that he's so mature for his age. We talked about that a lot, too. There's not a lot of, oh, shit moments. There's not a lot of, uh, I got such an ego, I want to destroy everybody and then possibly make a mistake. That kind of stuff that we see from kids, uh, a lack of maturity. It seems like Jet's like, yeah, I got this, no problem. Oh, you want to go a little bit faster? No problem. I got that, too. Yeah, we talked about it last year with him in that title chase. It almost seems like um, he he knows that the only danger for him, right, is crashing it away. Like, speed-wise, talent-wise, he's going to win. So it's almost like he's been told, like, don't blow this. And I, I – this is it's a far cry from the James Stewart days of, you know, trying to win motos by a minute. It's almost like his whole MO is like, I should win, don't crash it away. Don't blow it. Yep. And, oh, wait, okay, I'm being too conservative now, and i got to ramp it back up. Yeah. I almost wonder, maybe there's like uh, JT, you know, uh, in Rocky, right, uh, before Drago went on, uh, went apeshit on Apollo, the, yep. he had to look over at his corner. Give him the cue. Yeah. Yep. You almost wonder if uh, uh, his mechanic or his dad uh, do something. Like big, like big James. Like he would do like the flying bird yeah, signal or the, something like yeah, that. Yep, something like that. Uh, and then uh, And then so you almost wonder if there's some sort of code word. Where it's like, yeah, I think okay. so. Like it's like yeah. uh, you know, he does the pant leg thing, like steal home, and then it's like, okay, time to time to go now. Yeah, um, yeah. it is. It is interesting though. Like I don't. It would be interesting if we could ask him. Maybe I'll ask him uh, on the starting line before uh, qualifying next week when he's still calm. Is like, hey, what's going on? Like, is that something you're doing on purpose? Is it just uh, like a mid moto lull where you're kind of losing intensity or what? Because mm-hmm. I I am genuinely curious to to know what's going through his head at those moments because most riders in that circumstance they're going to get a little bit panicky of like oh crap this guy's catching me he shouldn't be catching me you know like Joe Shimoda or Levi Kitchen shouldn't be catching me but here they are and what am I going to do about it now? Most guys would be like freaking out and he doesn't seem to really have that freak out so yeah. Uh, Hunter Lawrence, let's talk about him for a second. Seventh overall, passed a lot of guys, went down hard, uh, got into Styles Robertson, probably for thinking that Styles cut him over in the air. Uh, I, I would imagine, no idea if it was true or if it was done on purpose or anything because we didn't really see a great angle of it. Uh, but this is, uh, you know, he dominated Southwick last year, Weech, and this was a, 
a hard-fought 6-8 for Hunter, who appeared to you know lose some spots in the second moto also, uh, probably from just a hell of a day. Yeah, and uh, you see that well, you're talking about the Anderson, right? Where they're just spent by Moto Two. Yeah. You see that yep. much more at Southwick uh, than any other track, um, and it just that's how much it takes out of you. Now, we did interview his dad um, at the end of the day for our uh, post race show, which airs on uh, Tuesday nights. Any other shows on Mav on Tuesday nights? Yeah, Tuesday nights, Pulp MX show one hour. Uh, it is right oh, after oh. the recap show. It is. It is. Oh. I hear the ratings okay. are off the charts. For the post ratio, the, like below the charts. No, they're they're like, uh, high. They're high. Uh, uh, okay. Unbelievable. Okay. Okay. I hear it's Seinfeld levels. Oh wow, that's great. Oh, I was with you, JT. They, Ma- they didn't register on the many chart. <laughs> many people say it's oh, Seinfeld yeah. levels. What about many inside pro motocross? I don't know about that. Well, one. that's one you really want to watch, everybody. That's six thirty p.m. and uh, uh, Hunter didn't want to come out and do an interview. I think as he chipped his tooth, so. Uh, we interviewed his dad, and because of that, we got. I said, I think this is the most informative interview we've ever had with anyone ever at a race. And he explained that the the shock setup that uh, Hunter used was bad all day. And then they said, finally, for the last moto, screw it, let's just try Jet's shock. But they can't use the same shock because Jet's taller. And then they tried that, and it was a disaster. Also, and then he was ranting about how you cannot, you know, muscle your way around a sand track, and. Um, but in the end, Carmichael would disagree with that. I bet. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> uh, Carmichael, I did have some laughs about that. His lack of, there was no t- style or technique. It was just hammer it harder. Uh, we were talking about that on the show, actually, with Carmichael. But anyway, um, yeah, I think Hunter was spent in the second moto, and the bike wasn't where they wanted it. And the other funny thing is the results are almost the exact inverse of uh, Southwick last year with uh, Hunter went one one. Jet had crashes and all kinds of adversity and spent themselves, and that's exactly what uh, well, Hunter had to do this year. Uh, I'm not going to get into the, the weight of the red plate. I always thought that was kind of dumb. His starts, Hunter's starts were garbage, and that was it. You get, you know, that was his yep. whole thing. Uh, he gets some starts. Yep. I bet you that shock works a whole lot better. Shmoda, we touched on. Uh, good day for, you know, backing up that yeah. red bud, 2-3 for Shmoda. Uh, good job for Joe. Just don't even uh, uh, you there, Weege? Hello, you back? Drunk Weege, robot Weege. All right, you're gone again. Uh, we already talked about it. Okay, all right. Uh, Justin Cooper, is he back? Is he back? Do we know? What is it? No. Do, we, do we take uh, anything from this? How can you say he's back? Just he got on the podium. He got third overall. I know, but it's not. It's not him back. Like it's okay. It's not plane crashing into the mountain bad, but. I mean, we expect Justin Cooper to be in the mix to be winning motos. He was not that. No, but on the box, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's okay. okay. Like, it's not terrible. Right. But when I say, when you say, is he back, I'm thinking it's like Hangtown, where it's like, is he going to win today? Oh, or yeah. No, like, it, it's, right. you know, questionable. It was never like that. I think this injury was bad, man. I, you know, kind of hear things behind the scenes. Like, yeah, it wasn't good. If you look at other athletes that had that, oh, I know. But, you know, yeah. Isn't it weird that he's kind of regressed? Like it hasn't typically when you come back from injury, like you're you get a little better, a little better, a little better, a little better, and you get back to where you were. Yeah. It seemed like he was horrible. Then he made this huge jump up, and then it's almost like yeah, it's, regressed a little bit. Yeah. Like it's it's strange. No, I, I don't know what to make of it. It is. It's a strange year for Justin Cooper, for sure. Uh Weege, were you able to check in on uh if if uh Racer X's own Mitch Kendra, if he was okay when the chef was going after Jet? In Moto2? He was extremely excited. Very, very excited. Um, 
Uh, he's kind of our guy Mitch from RacerX is also a kind of a, a closet Joe Shimoda guy also. Oh, okay. Um, so I'll give Mitch credit. Last week at Redbud, he actually was okay with Joe getting around the chef because it did give Joe the overall when he got to third in the second moto. Yep. Um, so he was able to check that out the door for one week. But oh yeah, very excited because once again we have seen if Kitchen gets a start, he can run with those guys. Like he is backing up. It's only happened twice. Yeah. But he's two and zero on good starts and good rides. Yes, yeah, seventeenth to eighth in Moto One, and second to yeah. second in Moto Two for the for the chef. And he's dropping a new line of merch, so life's pretty good for the chef right now. Yeah, I saw him on my flight rocking the merch, man. It's uh, it's sweeping the nation. He's fifth. He's fifth in points. I know. Good job. I know. Yeah, that, that's yep. you know he's eleven up on Mosman. Like you know he's comfy in fifth. Good job for the for the chef. This is what. To me, this is like, this is kind of his, and I use this word a lot, but it's confirmation for him, right? I, I think anybody that's on the star team that's not winning, you always are looking over your shoulder. Am I going to place? Am I going to get to stick around here? To me, this is like, okay, he's he needs to be on this team. Like, he can be a winner, a winner in this class consistently moving forward, like if he keeps progressing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really what this season's kind of been about to me for him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, next year, race winner podiums you know that's what i mean like yep. last year you're like eh i don't know like he's good but is this gonna work out or not and then this year it's like oh yeah it's, it's gonna work uh rj hampshire fifth uh passed a lot of dudes rj did um looked like he got stronger in that second half of the second moto so uh good for him and styles um we jenny sort of fallout that what did what did dazzy say about the styles thing no, nah, he just said there was an incident. That's right. all he chalked that up to. Right. Um, so, man, that was it. We've, we've seen riders get into it with each other all the time, especially yeah. after LCQs and stuff. But that was that was a little next level of intensity. Yeah, and it, ca- it carried back to their pits. Did you see that, week? It did? We were- yeah. 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 Yeah, there's a video oh, out there. I did not see that. Yeah, there's a video out there. It was back in the pits, too. Back of the Honda truck. So, You want my guess as to what happened? Uh, RJ or uh, Styles probably got uh, cross rotted off a cross jump, jump and Jen cross jumped right over into Hunter. But there was it yeah. was it on purpose? Probably not. You know, but, uh, who knows, Hunter, right? Hunter yeah. Hunter was reacting like it was. I, yes. I have no idea. Of we course. didn't see yeah. it. It's sand. I, it was right. Yeah, it was the it was the prototypical reaction to cross jumping. Right. Right. So do what you want with that. Yeah. Uh, Moseman, twenty fourth and twenty first first lap positions. Either e- even further than back, you want to talk about, uh, you know, Mosman being Mosman, uh, five nine, and again second moto, probably like Anderson and like Hunter, <laughs> probably be very tired uh, of passing everybody in that first moto, and it caught up to him. But yeah, Mosman was fast; he was really good. But you can't you can't do what he was doing out there; you just can't. But this is this, it's been like this all season, like in some variation or another, super fast, but when it comes down to it, like the, the results are not there because of X, Y, or Z, you know, there's always like a would have done this, but X. Yeah. And I'm sure he's very aware of that, but he could be a lot better than he is, you know, on the results. Yep. Uh, Thrasher had a pretty good second moto, pretty good. uh, He crashed late in moto one, I believe when he was further up there, I think he was like ninth or 10th in moto one, you know, and then went backwards late uh, from a crash. So he probably would have went nine, six on the day or 10, six on the day for Thrasher. Swole was better. You can build on this a little bit, Weege. I mean, he went backwards, but uh, still he compared to the garbage that his outdoor season has been, 
he'll take his 11-12 finishes. Or, sorry, his 12-10 yeah. finishes. Yeah. yeah, that's tough. Yep. It, it, this is the racing your way into shape, like, race to race, you race through any jury, right? Like, he couldn't even finish. Was it uh, Hangtown? He couldn't even finish the motos, right? Yep. And yep. Besides one weekend off, he's still racing. I'm sure he's still trying during the week. I don't know how much riding he's doing, but that's yep. a tough situation. Um and then it's the unfortunate thing, right? When you, it's the same thing for, say, for uh, Justin Cooper. Like, if Justin Cooper just said, I cannot rush back from this foot injury, I'm just not going to race. Uh, you know, you're putting it on display when you're out there and you're not at 100% for better or worse. Now, I think Swole's been riding during the week, though, because we've been hearing that he's having good weeks. So he has been riding during the weeks. Yeah, but even though he is, and I'm sure Justin Cooper is as well, you're out there in front of everybody, not at your best. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could not race. You're trying to do the right thing and race and show up, but you're being judged based on what you're doing on the track, and you're right. not 100. percent Right. Oh, uh, Hamaker off day for Seth. Maybe he's not a sand guy. I don't know. PA dude, so possibly he's not a sand guy. Max Volan had a good first moto, uh, not so good second moto. Went down late, uh, and then looked like like a lot of guys looked like it got to him with his lap times. Ty Masterpool showed up. That's four motos in a row for Ty Masterpool. And he was good in the second moto late, JT. Masterpool was. He was moving up. Um, yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. I, I think um, he, he's probably wanting more than this, of course. Uh, but the the problem for Masterpool has just been wild inconsistency. So yeah. putting motos together is is a positive first step. Regardless of, you know, if it wants, he wants it to be better, you got to put motos together like it's it's a 24 moto series you know yeah we she just needs to keep racing which we haven't seen from time Masterpool. like we just can't see it so yeah and and the the world got spun off its access i mean he rode unbelievable at redbud unbelievable full marks full credit it was amazing um but you know then we start getting hit up with like well i think you saw put him on the donations team oh my god steve oh right my god Yeah. yeah but at the very least okay that one was that's I threw little... my phone. I threw my phone okay. when I saw that, that. That was one guy. That was probably a little over the top. But <laughs> just so much, a little over the top. But um, the the cries of, like, put this kid in a factory bike, that is true. Like, if you ride like Redbud, you do deserve a factory bike. But he's been around for several years now, and he hasn't raced much. He's been hurt a lot. And we, we just haven't seen a lot of these races. So the chorus of, like, why isn't this guy – why is this guy a privateer? Well – He's had, like, three good motos, like, in his career. That's why. Um, yeah. And if he turns it around, you know, I'm sure he'll get a ride. Uh, but, yes, like you guys are saying, he's got to do it more than just, you know, one afternoon per year. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, Rom- his talent is there. There's no doubt. The talent is there, no doubt. Romano got good starts, uh, ran up front for a while, looked like the sand ate him up, 14th overall. Uh, Pierce Brown never – was a factor. Verizzi, Perbula, LeBlanc's okay. Weege, do we know? Any update from after the track? We saw him getting ridden off. I don't know if you got a chance to check in with anybody. Look, look, look man. I'm one man. You know, okay. you guys don't show up at races. How many scoops you want me to get for you? Jeez. Okay. Sorry. Jesus. So, all right. Yeah. Well. I mean, God, I got like three post-race shows to do. I got to carry the flag for math because the Pulp Show isn't even on the charts with the ratings. My hands are full, man. Right. Yeah, well, you're single-handedly responsible for the Mav and Flow thing, so you know you got a lot of PR work to do as well. So, yes, the comments on that are rich. Yes, <laughs> rich. <laughs> uh, yes, somebody said, David. I hope David, you enjoy your new yacht and mansion. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like he's that was one of yeah, my days. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't get it. I, That's I, the same. 
the price is the same. I saw somewhere or read somewhere that someone hypothesized that Davey did this on purpose so they could then double charge everybody. Halfway That's through. the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Yes. Yes. This is yeah. on purpose. I do not blindly this defend is, This the is the country we live in. I know. Good point. I do not blindly defend the bosses. People listen to this podcast for a long time. We, we do not do damage control on here. That's that's for them to do themselves. But I'll say this. This is how you set up this whole Mav TV Plus flow thing. The Mav TV Plus app couldn't handle it. It couldn't. It wasn't good enough to handle the amount of people watching these races. So they couldn't get it fixed. So they switched to an app that can handle it. I know it's dumb to switch midway through the season, but that's literally the whole story. The app wasn't good enough. They switched to someone else's app that's good enough. That's really all there is to it. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it was a cluster from the start, and it didn't work, and they did the best thing they could do to make it work. And they're refunding people on a prorated basis. So, like, yeah, what's, what's the issue here with these people? I don't know, man. It's... I mean, I would still be mad if you were watching his first five rounds and the thing kept cutting out. I yeah. understand being mad about that, but but throwing in the, like, this was done on purpose to double the money, I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, the Mav TV Plus thing, they're refunding you or they're just going to stop charging you. So there's no double charge. No, no. And I watched it yesterday on the app, no problem, all day long, worked great. And I was on Mav TV Plus, but I assume that's flow technology or I don't even know. Like, I went to Mav to watch yesterday because until the end of July, it's still on Mav. Mav TV Plus. You yes, Mav TV app. Plus. Yeah. Yes, I it, went on. It'll be on the Mav TV channel all year. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but it'll be on the app. Yep. And I don't know yep. what that was that I watched yesterday. I watched Mav TV Plus app all day, no problems, worked great. Outside of the play-by-play guy, who sucked, everything was great. It did yeah, work well, yesterday. I was very excited. What's that, JT? That's Matt. It it did work yesterday. I was very excited about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. I'm not saying that not working is excusable. Like, there no, is no excuse. Not. You no. pay, it should work. I'm not defending that. But, like, the well, idea that this was some way of, of making more revenue, uh, that doesn't even make sense, really. Ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else? 250 Southwick? Anything else? We're on a Spring Creek. We're on a Spring Creek. Yeah. All right. Uh, sounds good. I think we, we also talked to Nations as well. So, and again, Troll Train. Big news, Troll Train announcing he's retiring at the end of the year. So, going to be nice to go out with a 1-1 this weekend at his home track in front of his family and friends. That'll be great. The starts are there. And then, uh, and then we'll, we'll, you know, we'll wind down a career that was really second to none. So I believe uh, uh, that's right. Yep. Well, when so you what do you have against Doug Henry? What, what do you have against Doug Henry? My gosh, he's a legend. I, I would have put John Dowd in that spot. That's all. That's just me. Henry's okay. great, but I would have put John Dowd there because Dowdy. To you me, would have taken Dowd over Henry in that. John position? Dowd beat Jeff Emig and Ricky Carmichael when they were the baddest dudes on the planet. Like, like I and get Dowdy it if beat you him. Make it a, I, I get it if you want to make it like a dual feature, but if you're going to replace him, then I'm just completely out. Also, color analysts go Dowdy second to none. Color analysts as well. Weege knows. Oh, yeah, Rainy Cross. I've worked with some of the greats, no doubt. Um, <laughs> he loved doing it. I can tell you he really loved being an announcer. That's really Dowd's style. He loved every minute of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, really broke it down for you when you said when you asked him things. How, yeah. do you, how do you get in better shape? I don't know. I guess I just worked harder. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah. Uh, Dowd's awesome, though. He, we, we brought him, Henry, and uh, Jimmy D. Jimmy D back on the scene. Uh, our, the hour pre-race show, Steve, that we do have to do on Friday. 
Uh, it was awesome bench racing with those three guys. Um, their stories are just, dude. Okay, listen to this one from Henry. He went to the national as a fan in '86 and '87, and saw Mickey Diamond, you know, win the race, and then the next year have the number one plate. And he's like, "Man, I think I could do this." Like, as in, I think I could race motocross. I think I could maybe race motocross. So he bought the bike, started racing motocross. And then six years later, he's the 125 national champion. Wow. And again, on that note, uh, don't, don't, Dow doesn't remember anything about his career or anything about what happened, so you can't really talk to Dowdy about it. I did oh, his a, story is similar, though. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But I did a podcast with Brian Berry who was there with Dowd from the beginning. And Brian Berry's stories of Dowd early on are phenomenal. Sim- similar idea. 500B rider, and then just like, I'm going to race pro. And the next year, he goes 500B to like a, a 10-9 at Southwick the next year as, as, at the National. Just amazing. Yeah, just. Yeah, Dowd told me he bought a bike in 85, first time he ever owned a dirt bike. Yep. Uh, he broke his arm, so he missed half of that year. And then he was... Local pro by 87. So after a year and a half on yep. the motorcycle, yeah. local pro. And then they're like, hey, you should race the national. So they just started racing the national. And then, yeah, soon in the top 10. Right. These dudes are insane. It's just nuts. <laughs> I, said to, I said to Henry, I'm like, so when you bought this bike, did you buy it to race motocross? And he's like, no, I just bought it to ride on our property. Like, I didn't think I would be good enough to actually, like, yeah. race. And then six years later, 125 national. Show. Yeah, crazy, man. <laughs> just nuts, these guys. Yeah, it's just insane. Uh, before we go, uh, I want to throw out a plug. If you haven't listened to the Lee at Re-Raceables podcast that Weege and I do, uh, please check it out. It's a brand new show, brand new feed. Search it on any podcast. But uh, this week, we got James Stewart on the phone, and we talked about the 2008 perfect season, uh, which surprisingly, Tim Ferry never led a lap all year long. I remember him leading dozens that year and really – coming up on james a lot but the stats show differently he was pressuring james most of the way yeah but check it out we got Stu on the line and uh it's great it's fantastic so that'll drop this week as well so if you want to hear Stu talk about 08 perfect season it's great we did the show already we've already recorded it i still can't believe it happened yeah and he and jt he said like we're we kind of focused on his quick recovery from an acl you know, coming into Glen Helen, and he's like, no, nah, man, it was fine. It was fine. But he tore his other ACL at Lakewood. Yeah, I, I feel like it was, I mean, that was like the whole story of that season, so. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, so it was some, something else. Uh, listen to that if you can as well. Uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast, uh, Southwick Review. We're on to Millville. Hopefully you two won't screw over the fans next week. Uh, I'm glad we got this one done. And, uh, yeah, thanks, uh, JT Weege. Thanks, boys. See you. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.